you're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Ha! Got him! That should keep the first order off our backs. Nice work, Paul. Tim, are we set to make the jump? Yep. The end of the prime in accordance with the rendezvous are set. All right. Strap in and let's get this intel delivered to the resistance. Punch it! You're listening to Star Wars. The saga continues. Your hosts, Kyle Avery, Tim Jirasi, and Paul Herman, are scouring the holonet for news and bringing you all of the latest updates on the future of the Star Wars universe. And the future is bright indeed. So we invite you to join us on this exciting journey as the saga continues. Hey there, Star Wars fans, and welcome back to another episode of Star Wars The Saga Continues, your podcast for all the latest news, rumors, and updates on, uh, well, I guess we can't say Andor anymore, that's come and gone, but um, Bad Batch, Mando Season 3, Jedi Survivor, all the other cool and exciting projects uh, coming up in the Star Wars universe. Um, as always, I'm your host, Kyle, and uh, just joined by my co-host, Tim, this week. Uh, Paul's not going to be here for this one, but uh, Tim, good to be back talking Star Wars. How's it going? It's going good. Excited to be talking about two great and just frankly beautiful looking trailers that we got since our last episode. So yeah, definitely looking forward to breaking down and talking about um, some cool stuff to look forward to in early 2023 as we're wrapping up what was a pretty eventful 2022 in the year in the, or I should say in the universe of Star Wars. Yeah. Um, and everybody, you know, keep Paul in your thoughts and prayers right now. He's doing absolutely fine. Today's the anniversary of the last Jedi. So I'm sure he's going through some stuff. Right now. <laughs> um, no, I'm kidding. He's, he's just got some other stuff going on and wasn't able to be here tonight, but, um, yeah, looking forward to, uh, you know, hopefully all of us being back together on our next one, but, um, yeah, definitely excited to jump on and talk about some of the recent trailers and news and stuff that we've got. Um, and it's weird to be, you know, we're getting towards the end of the year here, um, and we're we're through pretty much all of our big Star Wars projects for the year, um, you know, after Book of Boba Fett, which is weird because that doesn't even feel like it was this year anymore. Like, that feels so long ago with everything else that we've had, but we've had that, and Obi-Wan, mm-hmm. and Andor, and Tales of the Jedi, um, and uh, now we get to look ahead to uh, some of the, the exciting stuff we've got coming next year um with uh you know bad batch and jedi survivor and everything so yeah we've got two new big trailers to talk about one for the bad batch season two um which is weirdly enough now going to be premiering in just under a month um so we'll be able to talk about that when it comes out in january we were not uh among the reviewers who already got like almost the entire first season to review already i know you know there's like 16 episodes in the season and people who are on their list to you know get review copies got the first like 14 episodes already yeah Um, that was surprising that the account or the amount was that high of episodes yeah yeah at that point why don't you just give out the whole season (laughs) i mean i can understand maybe not wanting to like have people know how the season ends or you know maybe there's some big twist in the season finale or whatever but it's like why are you giving people you know episodes 12 13 14 you know all those ones towards the end of the season like i can understand like the first six or something maybe but um yeah i don't know that's crazy and i know the people that have 
like gotten those episodes kind of feel the same way. They're like, man, this is cool. I'm glad I get to watch it, but it's weird that I would now will have seen like the entire season before everybody else. And, um, you know, I have to keep those secrets and everything. And I'm sure, unfortunately, there's probably some leaks that are going to get out and stuff. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's a weird strategy. Um, but thankfully the rest of us won't have to wait too much longer to see it. Um, because we've got, uh, you know, we've got that coming up, uh, January 4th. Um, and we've got a new trailer to talk about that for, uh, in a minute. Um, but then we've also got Jedi Survivor, uh, which was just in, uh, we had it announced earlier this year, but the, uh, release date was announced at the Game Awards last week. And we got a new trailer for that that we're excited to talk about and then got some exciting stuff relating to, um, Mando and the Acolyte and some of these other Star Wars projects as well. So, um, I don't know, since it's kind of, uh, quick and easy and, um, also maybe the thing that we're most excited for next year, let's just start with the news, uh, for Mando season three, um, which is just that we have a release date for it and that it's, uh, March 1st of next year. So, um, yeah, mark your calendars for that. Uh, they're also, you know, they released a new promo image to go along with it of just Mando and Grogu sitting in the cockpit of Mando's new starfighter. Um, and that was revealed at, uh, the CCXP, which is like the Brazil Comic-Con, which I don't think I had ever heard of before, at least not in terms of it being something where like Lucasfilm and Marvel go and do big presentations. Yeah, um, me neither. And, and then suddenly like on the day of people are like, oh, like, Disney and Star Wars and Marvel presentation at CCXP today. So expect some news. And I was like, it's going to be news to me, but okay. Um, and next thing we know, we have Pedro Pascal coming out on stage and they're releasing a, uh, or announcing a release date for Mando season three. So uh, that was exciting and, un and unexpected. Yeah. It turned out to be a great event for trailers and stuff. Cause we got some pretty awesome trailers that day with Indiana Jones and the dial of destiny as it's now called guardians of the galaxy volume three trailer that day and then the mandos news so for an event we never heard about before we got some pretty great stuff <laughs> revealed during that event which was awesome to get yeah. on that day but, yeah for sure uh for mando yeah i mean before when during celebration it would, they show the trailer there and even at uh, d23 um well, actually, I think it was Celebration where it was said it was going to be in February. Then D23 just said coming in 2023, which kind of um, raised some questions about whether that February release date was still going to be accurate. But looks like it wasn't. But I'm glad that it's definitely something that's not too far out from when that initial February release or premiere date was going to be. March is just a month after that, obviously. So it's not going to be that yeah. much of a wait for us from what we initially thought. And Without question, I have no doubt in my mind that it's going to be worth that extra wait when season three of Mandalorian finally begins. I can't wait. And I don't even count that as a longer wait, really, because it's March 1st. Like, yeah, that's good. And, and, and February is the shortest month of the year anyways. Like if February had 31 days, it would be coming out in February. Um, it's kind of like how Book of Boba Fett was last year when it came out on December 31st or 30th, something like that. And yeah, I guess technically it was a 2021 series, but we all kind of view it as something that came out in 2022. So yeah, that was, was primarily weird. 2022. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's funny because I don't think they ever like officially announced a release date back at Celebration. I think it was just like John Favreau did an interview. And I don't know if it was his panel at Celebration or if it was like a, a behind the scenes interview with like Entertainment Weekly or, you know, one of those press junkets that they released later. 
um, where they asked about a release date and he said, like, I believe February or they're shooting for February or something like that. Um, at least as far as I remember, that that's the, the only thing I remember hearing as far as any like official confirmation. Um, cause we never even got like an officially released trailer. That was when they showed all the stuff, you know, behind closed doors yeah. and it just got leaked online and stuff. So there was never anything officially released with, uh, you know, a release date or release window attached to it. Um, so yeah, like you said, I'm just glad that it's not that far off. Um, you know, if not February, then March is, is right behind. So, um, yeah, I'm excited. And heck, I mean, Bad Batch won't even be over by that point. Um, so I'm sure those first couple months of the year are going to fly by and then March is just going to be insane. That's going to be a great month. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So we're in March. I mean, we're going to have, um, I think bad batch because it's 16 episodes, I think it's going to keep running until April and they've actually announced all the, um, the dates and the episode titles for all the episodes of bad batch. Um, And there are three weeks where we're going to get two episodes, like the premiere, we're going to get two. Kind of like the mid-season point we're going to get to, and then the finale is going to be two episodes. Yes, um, I did see that. But so <clears throat> I'm just saying, like, I, I don't think the finale of Bad Batch is in March. It's going to keep running until April. But so that whole month of March, we're going to have new episodes of Bad Batch every week. We're going to have new episodes of Mando every week. Um, we're also going to have the novel uh, Jedi Battle Scars, which is like the pro the prequel, you know, tie-in to uh, Jedi Survivor. Um that comes out March 7th and then Jedi survivor, the game comes out March 17th. Um, so that is just going to be an insane of so insane amount of star Wars content to consume all in one month. I don't know how we're going to keep up with all of it, but uh, I'm sure we'll find a way. Cause I know I'm super excited for all of that stuff. Oh yeah. I love it when they overlap like this, especially on the TV front where we're going to have new animated stuff and new live action star wars to enjoy for a couple of weeks anyway that's going to be awesome because i loved it when we had tales of the jedi premiered with an episode of andor too that was just so much fun getting to watch both on one night yeah for sure i do wish i mean it would be nice if they would maybe switch up the release days just so you can kind of spread things out a little bit more you know like if um i mean it would be nice if uh bad batch came out on wednesdays and mando came out on fridays um but then i know you know that either (laughs) yeah but then like marvel's got stuff coming out on fridays now i think that's what they've they've done right it's the marvel shows are fridays well she hope was on thursdays thursdays okay that's i knew they moved it to one of the other days um but uh yeah i mean what's the next marvel thing like secret invasion or something like that i believe that's Um, next but they haven't really officially said what is the next one up but i think it's more than likely secret invasion but that could definitely be you know happening sometime in the spring as well um but yeah i mean it would be cool to have like you know bad batch on one day and mando on another day just so you kind of get you know more star wars spread up throughout your week but um it's the same amount of great content regardless um but yeah that'll be cool so i mean while we're talking about all this so let's just dive right into that bad batch trailer while we're at it um since that's the next thing up and uh i know we just you know we both just watched it right before um before jumping on here and there's a lot of cool stuff in this trailer and a lot of stuff i'm excited to see in the season um and you know we're we're not necessarily going to go through it like shot by shot or whatever but we'll kind of just talk about some highlights and um i'll start with something that 
kind of stood out to me, and I know, Tim, you'll probably be excited about this as well, is we're getting, um, I mean, we we knew from the previous trailer and from some stuff revealed at Celebration that Commander Cody was going to show up in this. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems like, it seems like there's going to be some really interesting stuff with the clones this season, which of course is kind of like the meat of the Bad Batch anyways. But, um, not just with the Bad Batch members themselves, but kind of going more into um the the mentality of the clones post order 66 and uh you know kind of making their way in the empire and they kind of talk about some stuff alluding to you know more clones like disobeying the order um so i'm hoping like maybe we'll see captain hauser again and uh maybe some more clones that are kind of um you know starting to become disillusioned with the empire and realize that this is no longer you know what they thought they were fighting for um and then, uh, you know, you have, you, you see, I think it's, you know, Cody, some of like those um, prototype stormtroopers. Um, and you hear him saying like, you know, uh, we're not your enemies. You know, we're, the Empire is here to, to bring peace and order and all that kind of stuff. Um, and there's also some interesting stuff, uh, just kind of some back and forth between like Hunter and Echo, um, where it seems like Hunter is kind of more focused on, um just kind of moving the the bad batch forward you know kind of finding their own place and you know just taking care of his own sort of family and um kind of helping them make their way in the galaxy and echo kind of still has that mentality of a soldier and like hey we still have a mission we still have a duty uh you know still wants to to be involved in you know the larger picture and what's going on and um you know kind of fight back against the empire or whatever he feels like his job still is as a soldier at this point so i think it's going to be interesting seeing um sort of some differing opinions among the team themselves as far as what the the role of the clones in this time period is and should be going forward and then um for the larger galaxy as a whole for these clones that are in the empire see um you know sort of what their philosophy is how does commander cody feel about all this how you know how do these other clones feel and um are we going to see more defecting and that kind of stuff so um i think that's going to be uh some of the most interesting you know sort of meaty themes and stuff to get into during the season and especially um i should pull up the the episode list so we can talk about some of these particular episode titles but um I think there's I, maybe it's the mid-season finale. I think there's a couple episodes in there called like the Clone Conspiracy and like Truth and Consequences or something like yeah. that. So, um, sounds like there's going to be some really interesting, uh, you know, clone conspiracy type stuff. Maybe you know some stuff similar along the lines of um, like the uh, the Order sixty six arc from Clone Wars with you know Tup and the chips and all that kind of stuff. So. Um, yeah, that's just one thing right off the bat that uh, I'm really looking forward to getting into when the season starts. Yeah, I mean, first off, the show just looks absolutely beautiful. I mean, this keeps Lucasfilm Animation keeps outdoing themselves. That opening sequence of this trailer was around that beach and just the environment, the mountains, the ocean there, it all just looks so stunning. I mean, this series, I just can't wait. I was just on that front to see again more beautiful imagery like this trailer is showing off. It's just incredible. But yeah, you said it, Kyle, the meat of this trailer and just what I cannot wait to see more of in the season and explore more is just um, the aftermath of the clones after Order 66 and them adjusting to the Empire. I mean, that's what had me so excited about the series when it was first announced. And I was just so happy with what we got 
in season one when it dived into that stuff. And it looks like we're getting more of that in season two. And to have it kind of come from and kind of view the clone perspective, it looks like, through Commander Cody's eyes. I mean, that's just another big plus about that because Commander Cody has been missing for a long time in Star Wars content uh, since Clone Wars. And I'm so glad he's going to have a, a role in this season. And just having him, uh, I don't want to say go up against Crosshair, but him and Crosshair will be interacting with each other. And maybe um, they will come come up to a point in the season where they do have to face each other in some way. Because I have a feeling Cody is going to be one of those clones who ends up regretting what he did for Order 66 and what he did to Obi-Wan during that moment. It might be a little slower, and we'll see that progression develop over the course of the season, which I think would be a fantastic arc for him. Uh, during the season so that's just i just really can't wait for all that stuff to go down and just not just him but also to the clones in general and that line he said about um the rumors about more clones questioning the order and as he's talking to crosshair and he's telling him that through that uh, memorial stone out in coruscant that has the names of all the clones who died in the battle of geonosis um just kind of looking back at the beginnings of the clones and to where they're at now and what their purpose was it just I'm sure that's all going through Cody's mind at that moment. And just, again, that development of what we're going to see of the clones during this area, during this era of during the Empire, is just going to be so great because the trailer is also showing uh, we are going to get battles with uh, clone troopers in their, in their clone armor. But also we see shots of, again, those, as you mentioned, those prototype stormtrooper armors that um, look really cool and kind of, spinning off or coming or being homage to the Ralph McQuarrie early Chrome or Stormtrooper design, which is really cool. And I'm kind of wondering if it's going to lead up to like a clones versus Stormtrooper battle at the end of the season. Um, just to kind of not to kind of put the final stamp on the end of the clones in the empire, because I don't think it ends with them just uh, being wiped out by Stormtroopers of the empire, because as we kind of see in rebels, there are Imperial officers who uh, regard the clones as like war veterans and they kind of have their respect and some of the dialogue that um, we'd heard Callus talk to uh, Rex in that episode. And then in the episode where Rex and Kanan have to infiltrate uh, that Star Destroyer to rescue Ezra, uh, that Imperial officer who Rex talks with, he kind of tells him like of the clone. I don't want to say like give him full respect because the Imperial soldiers never do that, but <laughs> just kind of recognizing the role that, the clones played in uh, the in the Empire in the history during the Clone Wars. There was no, no mention about how like the Empire did away with the clones or they were wiped out in a great battle or anything like that. But I just wonder if there is going to be a section of some clones who are questioning Order 66, if there's a good number of them, and if we'll get kind of a showdown between them and those new uh, first and upcoming Stormtroopers um, that we see in this trailer too. So um, we'll see if that's the direction the season goes. I think that could be pretty cool as long as the clones come out on top of that battle, <laughs> because I would hate to see them mm. lose against uh, some new recruited stormtroopers. So we'll see, but man, yeah, this season, I just cannot wait for it. Just that aspect alone, how we're going to dive more into the clones during this time period. And, but there's also so much other cool stuff in the trailer that we got and to be excited for, for season two of the bad batch, man, I can't wait. I'm just so glad it's only a couple of weeks away now. Yeah, definitely. I mean, also, I've said it before, but I got to say it again. Gunji's back. <laughs> um, love my Wookiee Jedi. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you mentioned just like the gorgeous animation and visuals, especially in that opening beach sequence. 
Um, there's also this really cool looking like giant monster yes. creature thing um, that kind of looks like I haven't played these games, but it looks like the thing from like uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think is the one I'm thinking of that has like a similar kind of like tall towering like looks like half dinosaur, half like mech robot. Yeah, it's kind not of mechanical. Yeah. Um, and it was hard to tell from this. I think this creature looked like it was just completely alien, but it had a similar kind of build to it. Um, and that looked really cool. Um, yeah, because when I first saw it, I was wondering, oh man, that looks cool. Is that like a new like type of transportation vehicle or like a new Imperial prototype weapon or transport or something? Because like you said, it does have a mechanical feel to it, but also still too, it has, does look like it is a creature native to some planet, but it is just a striking visual when you see it. So I can't wait to see what this episode entails with this creature. Yeah, actually, you know what? I've still got the trailer up, and I'm going to try to go and see if I can pull up just that screenshot again. Yeah, this thing... Because it's coming out of a big explosion that happens, and then, like, immediately after that is a shot on, like, the bridge of a Star Destroyer or something. It kind of makes you... At least when I first saw the trailer, I was like, oh, so are they inside this mechanical beast or something? Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah, so I think those are two different shots that aren't really connected. Yeah, but more than likely. This creature. Oh, so looking at it again, it does look like it could be some kind of like alien mech kind of thing. Like it's hard to tell if this is just an animal or if it is some kind of technology. But because it's so huge, I mean, you would think it it could also be some kind of walker. But just the shape of the head on it kind of reminds me of some of like the Zepho architecture and stuff from Jedi Fallen Order too. Mm. Um, and I wonder if that might be kind of a tie-in not that i expect it to be like super closely related to the games or anything but just that it could maybe be some sort of reference to that culture or um see if that's something they maybe want to tie into it especially since this is coming out you know around the same time as the game um and you did have Braca, which is the um the planet that uh you know you start off in um in the first jedi fallen order game um you know that showed up in season one of bad batch so um could be a potential tie-in i don't know that's just something i noticed as far as like the you know just some similarities with the look of this thing but regardless i'm excited to find out what that thing is because it looks really cool yeah same here and battle droids are back in the season too (laughs) yeah true um yeah we got all kinds of stuff in here we got battle droids we got uh what looks like you know some kind of swoop racing or something we've got trandoshans with flamethrowers we've got um oh lots of crosshair as well obviously him still being with the empire and uh well i was a little disappointed that we only got one shot on this trailer with his amazing helmet it was very quick too so <laughs> uh, well i'm sure we'll see more than one quick shot in the season that's for uh, sure we better <laughs> um, especially because it, it seems like he's going to be working with cody mm-hmm. um so that'll be uh you know again interesting to see maybe them having kind of some conflicting um you know differences of opinion on the other side of the coin um as far as the role of the clones in the empire and stuff so um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see all those guys again. And, you know, of course, excited to see uh, just the, the growth and, dy- uh, of, you know, the growth of the, the characters and dynamics and stuff within the team of the Bad Batch themselves. Um, you know, seeing Omega continue to grow and, uh, you know, evolve on her own and, um, you know, just see how, how the rest of these guys continue to interact and grow and go on all these adventures and stuff is going to be really fun. 
Yeah. And a great way to end the trailer too with Rex coming through a hologram and just asking if they if he can ask them to take on another mission, which I cannot wait to find out what mission Rex finds so important that he needs the Bad Batch to do. So that's just yeah. another great tease <laughs> to look forward to in the season. I mean, not a huge surprise that Rex is going to be back, obviously, but still awesome to see. Yeah. And then, of course, you always wonder if, you know, having Rex in it again could ever lead to, you know, other familiar characters. I mean, we do also see Bail Organa in this trailer. That's right. Um, but I know, you know, just with it being Star Wars animation, we're always wondering if Ahsoka might show up at some point. Um, or, uh, you know, potentially see any other um, familiar clones or anybody else from Clone Wars pop up in here in, in relation to Rex and the rest of these guys. Um, but of course, we also have Palpatine. I mean, I, I know we saw him in the last trailer too, but, um, you know, looking very, you know, threatening and ominous as always. But uh, it'll be cool to see just what he's got going on, what larger plans and schemes the Empire has, uh, you know, that they're working on. Um, and then the last specific thing that I wanted to point out, because we didn't mention this, there is a, a certain moment towards the end of the trailer where they are in. Uh, Count Dooku's castle on Sereno. That's right, yeah. Um, and that's going to be really cool to see. And in fact, it looks like there's some clones that are like pursuing them through this castle and you know shooting at them um, as they're fleeing through like the main throne room um, or throne room, whatever you want to call it, where Dooku's like main offices with that big round window behind him that we saw so often in Clone Wars. Um, so I'm assuming maybe they have some sort of mission to break in there and retrieve some secret intel related to, I don't know if it's something related to the Separatists or um, maybe some intel that Dooku had on the Republic before it became the Empire or if they're trying to figure out more about Palpatine's plans or something like that. Um, but, you know, always cool to see those throwback Clone Wars connections in there and, um you know, that'll be another cool familiar uh, location to revisit. So um, that should be fun too. Maybe they're out to get uh, retrieve Dooku's pajamas that we saw. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the top secret mission Rex needs to get him. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it would be a worthwhile mission. I'd break in there and steal those pajamas. They were very nice. I mean, he wears them in Battlefront, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was going to say, you know, if they're worth putting in Battlefront, they're worth breaking into steel, so. <laughs> um but yeah cool i mean you know was there any other uh stuff in particular you wanted to talk about from that trailer i think we hit pretty much all the big no. stuff yeah I'm glad you mentioned the shot we got of sereno because that was something i noticed while watching the trailer for the first time and as you were talking about it like that could be on a serious note that maybe that is the mission that rex puts them on um knowing there's maybe some intelligence or something that they need to get um from the clone wars and obviously Rex being familiar with all the different battles and situations that happened during the Clone Wars, he would want other clones to maybe go on that mission. So um, that's kind of what I'm leaning towards right now. That Rex is going to send them to Sereno, so we'll see. But yeah, just as we said, great trailer. Got me even more pumped for the second season and just glad it, it is so close because I can't wait much more <laughs> for to see these, especially as you mentioned earlier about the screeners going out. And just seeing tons of positive buzz and reactions for it. Don't want to read too much into those because, or read a lot of those because of potential spoilers that might be out there. But just for general impressions, everyone seems to 
uh, think it's really great and they're just continuing what they built off in season one and i cannot wait to experience it for myself yeah definitely um yeah that'll be coming in like three weeks so um yeah definitely looking forward to that that'll be fun um so let's move on from bad batch and talk about uh star wars jedi survivor um which like i said uh you know we finally got a release date it's march 17th um, you can pre-order now. Uh, we did uh, finally get official confirmation. It's just coming out for PC, Xbox Series X, and PlayStation 5. So only the, I guess they're not really the next-gen consoles anymore, but like the new current-gen consoles, uh, which means I have until March to get myself one. Um, <laughs> yes. Continuing my long-standing tradition of a Star Wars game being the catalyst that finally pushes me over the edge and makes me upgrade to one of the new systems. Um, <laughs> See, that's how it was for me in new TVs. Whenever like Star Wars would come out on the new media format, where it was like a new VHS release, a DVD for the first time, Blu-rays, that's when I would get a new TV. <laughs> oh, there you go um we'll see and i mean i just got a new tv a couple years ago but i'm already thinking if i get a new console i might need like a new a nicer tv that has all the the support for like the variable refresh rate and all the fancy bells and whistles that come on these new consoles but yeah um now i'll probably have to wait a little bit i'm like let's just get the console first and then maybe another year or so i'll upgrade the tv um but i mean we'll see if it if it looks fine on the one i've currently got i might just stick with that one for a while um but yeah i mean my wife and i are asking for a we're asking for a ps5 for christmas so we'll see if we get one of those and if not i'm probably just gonna buy one early next year with our tax return or something like that um and finally i'm, I'm finally thinking about you know again biting the bullet and, and making the jump from xbox to playstation 5 um just because i mean there's a lot of exclusive games on there that I've wanted to check out for a while. Also, if they ever get around to that KOTOR remake and that's still a PlayStation five exclusive, then I'm going to need a PS five for that. So, um, and I may eventually still want to get an Xbox series X too, just cause I've always been an Xbox guy, but, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I've been an Xbox, still am an Xbox guy too, but when it comes to a new system that has the more exclusives, uh, plays PS five can't be beat. <laughs> As much as I hate to say it, where Xbox is just their exclusive is just really lacking on this console generation so far. I still play all my third party games on there, so I'll be playing Jedi Survivor on my Xbox Series S. But if you're looking for your first new uh, next or current gen console, it's hard to argue to go against the PS5 with all the great games they got for it that are only on the PS5. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I mean, the, the really the only main reason I'm still on Xbox is just because. I have a lot of friends that still play Xbox um, and I have, you know, all my achievements and stuff on there. But like, as far as exclusive games, I mean, again, there's a lot of stuff like the Horizon Zero Dawn and God of War and Uncharted and Spider-Man and stuff on PlayStation that I'm like, you know what? I would actually like to play that. You know, if I got a PlayStation, I think I'd get a lot of those games and try them out. Um, Whereas, you know, I think about Xbox exclusives and I'm like, really the only one I can even name off the top of my head is Halo. and I'm like, you know, I'm not, I've never been a, a huge Halo fan, so I'm not really going to miss that. Um, like, I have the Master Chief collection on my Xbox now, and, you know, I play that maybe every once in a while. But, um, yeah, so probably going to make the jump. We'll see how it goes. Um, Jedi Survivor is going to be there either way, and that's really, you know, what I'm there for at first anyway. So, um, but I'm super looking forward to this game. Um 
you know, this trailer they showed off at the Game Awards just looks spectacular. Yeah. I mean, the, the visuals, all the new planets and stuff um, just look really cool. Um, but gosh, I mean, like, I love the fact that um, this is actually not picking up right after the end of Jedi Fallen Order, but it's actually been a few years. I think there's like a five-year time jump, um, which again is why I'm really looking forward to that uh, Jedi Battle Scars novel which comes out only like a week and a half before the game comes out. So I'm going to have to blow through that one really quick. I mean, and you guys know how notorious and slow <laughs> I am at reading Star Wars books. I still haven't even finished Shadow of the Sith yet, um, <laughs> which I need to. I, again, like I I got like a third of the way through it and was really enjoying it and then just put it down and, and never picked it back up. But it's one of those I'm like, I, I keep looking at it and going, I need to get back to this and finish it. So I'll make this so good. <laughs> I'm going to make myself do that before March so that I won't keep stacking up unfinished Star Wars books. Um, so that'll be challenge number one is finish Shadow of the Sith before March. Challenge number two is going to be to blow through Jedi Battle Scars in a week and a half. Um, <laughs> that I'm ready to go when uh, Jedi Survivor comes out, which I've done before. I mean, when when the when the occasional Star Wars book comes along that hooks me and really grabs my interest, I can get through it pretty dang quick. Um, so I hope, you know, I, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, hopefully it's it's well written and a really interesting story. And then just, you know, my excitement for it and my hype for the game will just kind of propel me through that so I can finish it before the game comes out. Um, but then, yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that just to kind of fill in some of that five-year time gap and figure out um, more about, you know, just kind of where all these characters are at. Because I think the book is going to primarily focus on, you know, the whole crew of the Mantis um, that we saw in the first game. So Cal and Marin and Grease and Seer. Um, and then, um, but, you know, I mean, it looks like from this trailer, I mean, we see Cal going to all these different locations. We see him on his own a lot. We do see him visiting Seer in what looks like kind of a maybe a new Jedi temple that she's setting up. Like she's wearing more like traditional Jedi robes. Um, and, you know, looks like she's got some shelves and stuff around her that kind of look like the temple library on Coruscant. But it looks like it's a lot more kind of small and, um, you know, like it's not the full full Coruscant Jedi Temple Library, but it's something smaller and similar to that. Um, but she said, you know, she says something that uh, kind of implies they haven't seen each other in a while. And I think even the official uh, description of the game um, said something about, uh, you know, Cal trying to like reunite um, his crew or, you know, track down the members of the, the Mantis crew or something like that. And we even see a shot at the beginning too, where uh, it's just him and BD one in the Mantis and he crashes it on this planet. So um, it feels like maybe it's going to have kind of a mass effect two kind of vibe. Um, mm. Maybe not going as far as like blowing up the ship and killing off the main character in the beginning, but um you know, or maybe it's either maybe something is going to happen at the beginning of the game that causes them to to scatter or we're just going to find out it's been a while. They've kind of gone their separate ways, but they need to reunite again. And, um, you know, kind of like a lot of the game revolves around just tracking down these different characters that you need for this mission um, and having that kind of vibe to it. Um, but regardless, I'm, you know, I'm really excited to to catch up with all these characters again, see where everybody's at um we don't even see grease or marin in the trailer we see seer and we see uh this new character named bode um 
and he and Cal do some really cool, you know, tandem moves together in, in some of the combat that they show there as well. So, um, yeah, looking forward to the the story of the characters and then just this gameplay just looks phenomenal with all these new cool lightsaber moves and force powers and stuff you can do. Yeah, I mean, seeing this trailer for the first time, just immediately in the first shot, it's like, wow, you can just see the upgrade for how this game looks on a current gen system. And when I saw that, I just thought, man, it's going to be great to experience a new Star Wars story, especially one continuing off the as it was so great in the first fallen order on these current gen systems looking as beautiful as it can be so it's going to be just a fantastic new star wars experience and i can't wait to play it but kind of going back to what you're talking about with um the characters and not seeing too many of the familiar faces from fallen order what i thought what i was thinking of as i was watching this and just going to the name star wars jedi survivor and obviously you can think of just being a a survivor from amongst the Jedi order uh, and the purge and all that. But part of me thought, what if it's actually just referring to him as a Jedi and he's surviving whatever happened to his crew. <laughs> and part of me thought that is this going to be another Ewoks battle for Endor type thing where like all the main characters in the first one get killed off in the beginning of that uh, in this story as it did in that. And we get introduced to other characters and maybe there's only one who survives, obviously Seer we see in the trailer, but it just makes me think, I mean, how easily would Grease give up the Mantis for where Cal is now um, in possession of it and flying it? Some, I think, pretty major would have to happen for him to to do that, at least for how he was in the first game. So I don't think it's going to go that route. You're probably right where it's more some kind of have to find them again and recruit them and get get the band back, to, back together, so to speak, in this game. But uh, we'll see how the story plays out. It's definitely going to be intriguing to see what develops. But one thing I'm hoping for, as you alluded to that new character who shows up and he's actually going to be involved in some of the combat and maybe the gameplay mechanics. And I'm wondering if over the course of the story in the game, where depending on what planet and mission you're on, there's going to be a specific character on that planet that you meet, interact with, and who you get to team up for a bit and has some specific um, combo moves that you get to do with that said character for that specific planet or that or story point that you're at in the game i think can make for a pretty cool a uh, new gameplay mechanic to experience in the sequel so we'll see if that's i guess expanded on more but another cool thing that i liked about this trailer um was seeing the different um creatures and animal species that are in this not just that you fight because we know we got a good uh, some pretty cool battles amongst these different creatures in the first game but ones that you actually get to ride there's mm-hmm. that one where there's like this bird-like creature that um, you, you see Cal kind of petting and then you see him riding on him, swinging his lightsaber, taking out stormtroopers. So that would be pretty cool if you can kind of have more interaction with the wildlife on the different planets. And there's that one where he's hanging on the feet of this almost like a pterodactyl type uh, creature. So there's more cool stuff with the animals and the environments that looks like you're going to be able to get to do in this game also. And then there's that one shot too where it's like a different a non a non snow or winter environment the wampa that you see kind of come crashing yeah it's just like brown fur more of a bear like type look to it so but it was definitely a wampa it was just kind of crazy to see a different colored uh fur skinned wampa that wasn't white so that stood out as well yeah so, it was wild because that kind of looked like it was on kashik and like first yeah I thought it, at first i thought it was a wookie and then i was like no that's that's like a forest wampa yeah um so man that thing was looking crazy um 
but yeah, I mean, you, you brought up the stuff about like getting to ride the animals and stuff too. That looked really cool. I mean, seeing him, you know, petting that giant bird and the next thing you know, he's riding on it and then slashing down battle droids. That's another cool thing too, yep. is seeing, you know, more of the diversity of, um, of enemies in this game. Um, so obviously a lot of stormtroopers and, you know, some different variants of like stormtroopers and dark troopers and stuff, but also a lot of battle droids, a lot of magna guards. Um, so I wonder if part of the story is going to revolve around maybe some sort of separatist remnant faction or just some, you know, warlord or bounty hunter or something who's like gotten their hands on, you know, a sort of defunct battle droid army and, and mm-hmm. started them up again. Um, but that'll add some fun, you know, combat variety to it. And even playing, you know, even though we're playing in the time of the Empire, just getting to be a Jedi and cut down battle droids again is going to be really fun. Well, that never um, gets old, yeah. <laughs> but I also wonder if um, so at least some of the areas on this planet are going to maybe be kind of more open world. Um, because I just thought, you know traversing on creatures, you know, usually because they can typically, you know, run faster and, and maybe even jump higher and reach different areas and stuff like it kind of lends itself more to open world gameplay just because it gives you kind of further to go um because i feel like the you know if you took sort of the map style of the first jedi fallen order and introduced like animals you could ride that would feel kind of cramped um and i mean i i love the first game and i love the way that the environments were laid out and everything but um i mean it was not it not entirely linear because there were a lot of branching paths and you know passageways you could open and you know things like that um a lot of ways to go off the beaten path and find different collectibles and things like that but it was all still you know fairly linear in the approach to it and uh, you know to have mounts and ride animals and stuff like in the first game i feel like you really wouldn't have really had anywhere to go um and obviously, of course, they're, you know, if they're introducing that in the second game, they're going to specifically tailor those portions of the game to, you know, kind of open it up more. But it does make me wonder, is are it, are they going with just sort of a more open world approach? Um, or is it still going to be kind of the linear paths and stuff from the first game? Um, so it'll be interesting to see how all that plays out. Um, but then also, you know, going back to what you were first talking about with just the, uh, you know, with potentially killing off characters at the beginning, that would be so disappointing. I mean, obviously Seer survives. Um, if anybody, like, I I would be okay with Grease maybe making some kind of heroic sacrifice, but also Grease, like, has to go down with the ship, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, I can't see Grease dying and the Mantis still being around. Um of course, I said the same thing about, you know, Han Solo and the Millennium Falcon in, in Star Wars Episode Seven, and they found a more sort of personal, emotional way to deal with that. Um, and we do know that Grease still has, like, the Haxian brood after him, and he's, you know, got all this gambling debt and people that he owes money and, you know, is in with some sketchy people and stuff. Um, and those are, like, the bounty hunters that uh, you get captured by halfway through the first game, and then Grease comes and rescues you, and then you got the freaking annoying bounty hunters that pop up and fight you in random places for the rest of the game. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if those guys are still after him. Um, but I still would be surprised if they killed him off right off the bat. Cause I want to spend more time and, you know, kind of develop that side of it and, and kind of see more of that underworld kind of stuff. And I think he's, you know, sort of a, a good tie into that. Um, but gosh, if they killed Marinoff right at the beginning of the game, I would be so freaking mad um, because that's the one relationship like between her and Cal that I really want to see 
develop more. Like I really like their dynamic and their chemistry together, but like you like you see her throughout the game kind of popping up on Dathomir. Um but it's not really until close to the end that she, you know, joins your team and yeah, exactly fun. And so it's like okay, now going into the second game, it's like, I want a full game of them being allies together. And even if we don't see her right off the bat or, you know, she's not maybe in, in there for the entire game, um, I'm hoping that we get to see just more of them together and develop that relationship more. And that would also be a really awesome pairing to be able to use in combat and do some combo moves. I mean, you kind of saw that in the first game with um, the boss fight against Terran Malakos, where... Uh, you know, as Cal, you're fighting him on your own and then you get halfway through the fight and like he's about to kill you and then Marin shows up and starts using her night sister magic and, um, you know, that starts helping you out for the second half of the fight. Um, but you don't really get to control that. And I don't know with this, like how much control you're going to have over that second character or if there's going to be specific buttons or triggers that you use to to perform these combo moves that get that second character involved. Um, but that would be something really fun to be able to play with Cal and Marin and just combining like Jedi force powers with night sister magic. And, um, you know, there'd be some really cool stuff you could do there. So, um, yeah, even though we didn't see her at all in the trailer, she better be in this game a lot. That's like my one thing that I'm really hoping for. Yeah, that would be real disappointing. Even if she's not in it, she's, she's still alive and she's in at some point to wait either half the game or towards the end of the game again would be really disappointing. So hopefully that is not the case with her and when she shows up in the story. Um, but the other thing I wanted to touch on real quick too, is that one shot where correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe this is the same uh, character we see in the beginning who gets freed from that backup chamber. Mm -hmm. And he's talking to, looks like going to be one the main villain of the game, or at least I don't know if the whole game, but so far the one who's featured a lot in this trailer where he's sitting down and he's wearing what looks like a Jedi High Republic robe or garb to have that, where the style, the coloring of it looks very similar to those gold cloaks or robes that the Jedi wore in the High Republic. And what makes me wonder, is this a Jedi character who was alive during the High Republic and um, is, was now just freed and was put in that back to tank or kind of in like cryostasis, so to speak, and was just freed here by Cal in this game. And he's in a brand new era in star Wars. And we don't get that too much in star Wars stories with like characters from a different age or era being brought into the future and things are totally different from what they remember. So I think that could be a very interesting story point. If we get that with this character, and that is the case with him where he's kind of a fish out of water Jedi experiencing uh, this era now in star Wars, where there are no Jedi, just kind of what a shock that would be for, someone from the high republic era where the jedi were at their peak in prosperity to have it come to realize that they've all been uh taken down and destroyed would be quite the shock to the system if you were to get that reveal so uh by kind of hoping that's the case i think that'd be a really interesting avenue to explore um, with him and cal and whether that sets him down kind of a darker path or have him become the main antagonist of the game so that that little shot of him wearing that uh, gold cloak right there just maybe think of all these different story possibilities that could be pretty cool if he is someone who's from the High Republic who makes his way into this game. Yeah, and I think I think you're onto something there. I hadn't necessarily thought about him being from the High Republic too much, aside from the gold robes, which is kind of a giveaway just based on kind of the aesthetic that we know from from that era. 
Um, but yeah, I definitely think, I mean, I think at the, the title Jedi Survivor doesn't just apply to Cal. Because uh, if we're true. talking about just Cal Kestis, I think that's kind of, it's kind of just a boring title, right? And I mean, obviously, I think the game is going to be much more exciting than that. Um, but I think once we play it, I think it's going to be one of those things where you realize like, oh, the Jedi survivor is not just Cal surviving Order 66 and surviving in this time of the Empire. I think it also is going to be this Jedi character that he finds in the back to tank um, being a survivor of maybe some other event. And yeah, it could be uh, something from the High Republic, something even further back, something maybe just before the prequels, like whatever the case may be. Um, but yeah, it looks like this guy's, you know, suspended in Bacta or frozen in cryostasis or whatever. And Cal frees him at the beginning of the trailer. And you, you kind of hear his voice talking about like, I was betrayed by the ones closest to me and I will not be imprisoned again. Um, it's funny because his voice kind of sounds similar to Hayden Christensen. And for hmm. a second, my mind went like, oh, is this going to be like some sort of alternate Anakin thing like I, I don't think they're going this way but this is just sort of the first place my mind went and I, you know especially with um you know some of the weird things they do with video games sometimes and uh you know we've seen like leaked concept art from some of the canceled battlefront games where they were going to do like some alternate timeline kind of stuff and I was like and is this guy in the back to tank is this like Anakin's light side incarnation that's been <laughs> oh, you know <laughs> imprisoned ever since he became Darth Vader or something like that. No, and I don't open a whole can of worms right there. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm sure that's not what they're gonna end up doing. Um, but I just couldn't help but notice just kind of the similarity in the voice and the fact that he's missing limbs. And I was pay I was like, wait, is that the one arm that Anakin has left? And I was like, Oh, wait, no, Anakin eventually ends up losing all of his limbs. So um, yeah, it's not Anakin, but it's just the you know, there's definitely some similarities there. Um, but yeah, it'll be really interesting to find out what this guy's deal is and, you know, find out why he was imprisoned and is he like, is he really a sort of a true Jedi that was just a survivor of some kind of, uh, event that happened to him or was he, you know, an outcast? Did he turn to the dark side? Was he somebody that was like radical and dangerous and the order, you know, the rest of the order imprisoned him or something like that? Um, and then you could maybe have a situation where he tries to present himself to Cal as a friend and says, Hey, I'm a Jedi too. And we should team up. And then you realize like, Oh, this guy actually can't be trusted. Um, so yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of interesting ways it could go. Um, and also like you said, I mean, once we see this character get kind of cleaned up and he's got his Jedi robes and he's talking with some other, you know, there's this one big, bad, like bounty hunter looking dude, um, and uh you know he's he's got another bounty hunter with him and he's like you know remind our friend here why the jedi are supposed to be dead and i was like man this guy looks cool but i can already tell that this boss fight is gonna suck <laughs> like i am not looking forward to this especially when the, right. um, his his minion or whatever that he's talking to is a guy that's you know got really cool looking armor in his own right and then you know just kind of like comes up on a jetpack and lunges at you with this like electrified spear and like pins cal to the ground and i was just like again like i was like oh that looks so cool and at the same time i'm cringing going oh i'm not looking forward to this fight though like that's gonna be hard um yeah, because I doubt they're going to ease up on the boss fights for the sequel either. Yeah. I mean, it might be more hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what's interesting, too? I mean, you talked about one of these two guys possibly being the main villain of this game. But remember in the teaser trailer that we That's saw right. back in Celebration, there's this whole other uh, 
Mun, Mune. I don't know. That was a Powan. Oh, you're right. It is a Powan. Um, yeah, that's right. Because it was around the same time as Obi Wan, and we were thinking, oh, is this the Grand Inquisitor? But he's yeah. a, a sort of older, uh, more more sunken looking Powan, but uh, one who nevertheless looks very like intimidating and creepy. And then we see, and we see that he has Cal's lightsaber. But I think there's also a, a you know, a, a quick shot in that trailer of Cal fighting somebody with a lightsaber. And I'm not sure if it's him um, or somebody else. I'll have to go back and watch that one again. Cause I haven't watched that first teaser since this new trailer came out. And there was a lot of stuff in there. It's funny because it felt like that, that first teaser was just, you know, a quick teaser. There wasn't a lot to it, but now watching this new trailer, it's like, Oh, there was a lot of stuff in that first one that wasn't in this one. Um, so I think there's still a lot of surprises to come and a lot we haven't seen yet. Like we said, there's still a lot of familiar characters that are missing. Um, but also like in all the promo art and stuff for this, like Cal's got a blaster as well as his lightsaber. Um, and even in some of like the pre-order bonuses and stuff that they've revealed so far, um, it mentions, you know, the blaster skins as well as lightsaber skins and BD1 skins and stuff like that. And yet we have not seen any blaster gameplay. Um, but I'm sure that's going to you know, play into it at some point as well. Um, so lots still to come, lots still to see, but I'm absolutely loving what we're seeing from this so far. Um, looks like it's shaping up to just be an absolutely incredible sequel. Yeah, and then too, the final shot of the trailer where we see Cal ignite a crossblade lightsaber. Yeah, in well, that was, that was the last thing I was going to talk about. It was just the different lightsaber styles and stuff. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I love seeing the cross guard and the blue colored lightsaber. That looked absolutely beautiful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this is, I mean, it did look really cool. On the one hand, I was like, oh, does he need to have a cross guard? Like, do we need this one Jedi character that has had absolutely every style of lightsaber? Like, he's had a single bladed, he's had a double bladed, he's had dual sabers, now he's got a cross guard saber. But that's just kind of the video game element of it. I get exactly. that people, people want to be able to play all those different things. So that's yeah, what I was... I'm, I'm fine with it from that standpoint. Yeah, as I was going to say, I'm totally okay with it just because it is in the video game medium. And to tell this type of stuff, if you want to tell a story with a Jedi, I guess to use all these different lightsaber styles and different uh, versions of lightsabers, do it in a video game because yeah. then we get to play it and we get to have fun <laughs> as we're experiencing the story as this character using all these different types of lightsabers, which is awesome. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, it's still going to be a lot of fun to play as and, and just cool to see how they factor I mean, that can, into the story. It can make for some very unique and different lightsaber gameplay combat in, with the cross guard using those mm -hmm. two smaller plays and what maybe you could do and can't do with that type of lightsaber. It should be really interesting to see how they incorporate that in the combat style yeah it'll be interesting to see how in-depth they go because it's like it's like that wouldn't be it wouldn't be a whole lot different from how you would use just a regular single-bladed saber um but you know you could add some finesse there where like maybe blocking enemies like maybe it's more adept at blocking because it's got the cross guard maybe you have some uh you know some ability to like reflect damage back on enemies when you block their attacks because you know that cross guard could damage them or something like that so or it could be like a even like a stun mechanic like in a close combat battle where like there's a lot of enemies on you you can use the cross guard to like stun an enemy real quick and maneuver while you're attacking another one type of or counter type of move with it, it could be kind yeah. of interesting yeah maybe um 
so yeah i don't know it'll be it'll be really cool to see how they work that in but also it's interesting because the double bladed saber was such a big feature of the first game and it looks like they maybe have done away with that or at least we don't see any of it um in the stuff that's been revealed so far but i mean in the first game like cal had his master's lightsaber which was originally a double bladed lightsaber and then it was damaged and so the bottom of it was all um you know kind of torn up and busted and it was only the one side that worked and then towards the end of the game you repair it so that it's a double bladed lightsaber again um and then you get to a point where you can split it into two but you never really get to do like full dual wielding it's just kind of like you use the double bladed saber and then there's certain combos that you can do where it like splits apart for one move and you you get to kind of like do one move with the double with the two sabers and then put it back together um but in this one it looks like he's just sort of like fully repaired that bottom end and it's just got the blade coming out of the top. Now, again, there definitely could still be some sort of double-bladed mechanic worked into here. Like I said, there's still a lot from this game that we haven't seen yet. And I think even in the first game, we didn't realize that we were going to get to do double-bladed Saber gameplay until pretty soon before the game came out. I remember that being revealed in some kind of little promo clip um or maybe even the launch trailer for the game and you know it was like oh man i you know the game comes out in a week and i had no idea that was going to be in there um so they could still work that back in at some point but in the trailer it focuses a lot on single blade it focuses a lot on the cross guard at the end but it focuses also a lot on double bladed gameplay where it again doesn't look like he has uh you know, like the saber, the the saber staff that splits. It's just it, maybe he's still got Sears lightsaber, or he's just got a second lightsaber tucked away somewhere. Um, but like, even like I talked about the the that hard looking fight with the bounty hunters. Like the guy comes after him, and Cal's like, "All right, let's get it," and he pulls out a second saber and then does like this twirl move. Um, but you see some other stuff where like he's you know running towards one of those uh, those imperial heavy troopers with like the. Um, the big Gatling gun with the shield that like, you know, fires like heavy repeating fire at you. And he's got two sabers that he's just swinging back and forth, deflecting all the bolts. Um, so I think that'll be a really fun mechanic to play with. Cause like I said, in the first game, the single saber was just like, you break it out occasionally for like one cool move and then go back to the double saber. So to be able to like, just do a, a full, um, you know, just have like a full uh, dual wielding, um saber style that you can play with i think is going to be really fun too um and i'm sure that's not the end of it i mean like i said um, we haven't even seen any of the blaster gameplay yet um and i'm sure there might be some other different lightsaber styles or whatever that uh you know we won't see until closer to release or even until the game comes out so um but yeah just between those different varieties of lightsaber style combat and uh whole new enemies and and planets and areas and everything like this is just looking like it's going to be uh a whole ton of fun and i absolutely can't wait to play it yeah i can't remember if this was like kind of there's reports saying if it was going to come out pretty early in 2023 but the march release date kind of took me by surprise that it was going to be that soon which is great um but at this point I'm as we're talking about it now and as we're speculating what could be, I'm kind of hoping not much more gets revealed up until the release of March because I'm good. Like that's right around the corner. I don't really need to know that much more about the story. And if they want to share some more like small like gameplay mechanics and details, I think that would be cool. But I really hope they keep a lot of the story aspects 
under a wrap now because like I said, it's been fun just kind of talking about it and speculating what the story in this game can be. And I think there's potential for some really cool stuff. It's for some nice surprises that we could be that could be waiting for us as we're playing the game. So so glad that it's not too far away now. And since that's the case, let's kind of hold back on revealing too much. I'm sure there will be another trailer and more exclusive looks and gameplay stuff and more will be revealed, but kind of hope it's cut to a minimum at this point because we're so close. I think it would just be great to experience uh, most of the surprises they have waiting for us in this game as we're actually playing it when it comes out in March. Yeah, I kind of hope so too. I mean, I would maybe like to see a little bit more, but certainly in terms of like big surprises and reveals, like obviously I'm good for them to just save that for the game. Um, And with the first one, I feel like, you know, obviously they kind of had to sell it more because uh, you know, like EA's track record with Star Wars games wasn't the best up to that point. Um, and I th- I think with the first game, people still were kind of unsure of like what this game really is. You know, they talked about this like third person action lightsaber combat game. And then, you know, they showed the like the first gameplay demo at E3 and it initially remember like didn't go over that well like they had promised a lot of things and then the demo didn't maybe just wasn't the best segment of the game to kind of show those things off um because i feel like a lot of people came away from it kind of confused or thinking it didn't look very good but then they released a longer one and there were a lot of like interviews with you know reporters that kind of got to see more hands-on stuff like behind closed doors and they were like oh this game's actually great they just haven't you know shown very much of it or you know didn't really give you a good sense of what it was about um so i think there kind of was a a bigger marketing push with the first game to kind of try to get this game in front of people and get people's attention and kind of help people realize like what this game was um whereas now i mean once the game came out like it was it's you know i think almost universally people would agree is probably one of the best star Wars games, uh, certainly of the last several years and really one of the best star Wars games of all time, in my opinion. Um, but you know, it did really well sales wise was very, you know, well received. There's a lot of people that, you know, are big fans of it and are looking forward to the sequel. So I don't think they need to show too much more to like really get people excited. Yeah. Um, and of course I'm sure internally they're tracking their pre-order numbers and stuff and, you know, gauging people's interest and stuff, but um yeah i I, you know i've seen uh pretty much nothing but universal praise uh just for this um you know the new trailer that was released um since it came out a week ago so um yeah i'm excited seems like everybody else is excited um and you know also like we've got plenty other star wars stuff to hold us over till then so it's not like this is the one thing that i'm holding out for and i'm like all right give me more jedi survivor stuff um you know, if anything, I'm really just excited for the book to um, to kind of whet my appetite. And uh, I, I wish the book was coming out a little bit sooner. Like, I kind of wish it was coming out in, like, February. Um, so, you know, we had a little bit more time to kind of bridge that gap. But, um, yeah, I mean, with Bad Batch and Mando and everything else, it's like, it's not like I'm going to be just sit- sitting around twiddling my thumbs waiting for, for Jedi Survivor to come out. So, um yeah, it's like you said, it's not that long to wait now. And there were initially rumors that like it was going to be out like holiday of this year. And then there were reports that it was being pushed back into spring. And so I'm glad that it is March and that it wasn't like April or May and we don't have to wait too long for it. But um, I mean, I can't say I was super surprised, but I was just happy to see that it was March and that we were going to have to wait. Long. Mm. Yeah. And 
just in general, 2023 is going to be a really great year for video games because in 2022, I may think I only played two games, like new games that came out in the year 2022, but that's not going to be the case in 2023. And it kicks off with Jedi Fall or Jedi Survivor for me. And this is going to lead into what's going to be, um, I, like I already have my year of video game playing all mapped out <laughs> pretty mm-hmm. much because it takes me a while to beat games as it takes a while uh, for you to read books, Kyle. It's kind of like that with me in video games because <laughs> I just don't play as much like as a long time, a lengthy amount of time for video games. So it takes me a while to beat them, especially Ooh. if it's one that I really like and I try want to get 100% complete all the side quests and all that stuff, which I think Jedi Survivor um, will be another one of those games because I did get... I, I don't think I got 100% everything on Fallen Order, but I was pretty close um, on that one. But yeah, so I can't wait to experience this game to kick off, which is going to be, um, like I said, an awesome year of video games, but also too, uh, just continuing, it's going to be for sure a great year uh, for Star Wars content as it's going to get kicked off with the Bad Batch and then Mandalorian and Jedi Survivor. I mean, we talked about it at the beginning of the show, three bits of great star wars content that we're gonna have to enjoy in march is just gonna be so so much fun so yeah bring it on i'm so glad it's not that far away yeah definitely and see i'm the opposite of you because it's gonna like it'll be hard for it not to take me a while to get through the book but once the game comes out i mean heck i might even take a day or two off work like i'm that excited for this (laughs) game um but even if not like i'll get through this in like a week probably um you know, I'll be playing probably at least a couple days a, a or a couple a couple hours a day. Um, and plus, you know, with me, another reason I have to wait till it's. I know you got to gotta wait till the sun goes down. Which <laughs> That's is another like, factor that adds it to be taking forever to play games. But. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, that will not be the case for me. I mean, throughout the work week, you know, I'll be playing it in the evenings after work. But then once it hits that weekend, you know, I'll. I'll get to saturday and you know just get up early in the morning and play for like eight hours or something so um yeah so if yeah, anyone like any of my friends on xbox live and you see me like on a saturday afternoon playing a game that's not jedi fallen or jedi survivor and you're wondering why is tim playing that game when jedi survivor is out it's like two o'clock in the afternoon it's because it's two o'clock in the afternoon and the sun is <laughs> Just killing time to when it's dark, and then I will be able to pop in Jedi Survivor. Yeah, see, that's that's why you're falling behind. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, but um, yeah, that's that's going to be an absolute blast. Um, and I definitely will get a hundred percent on that. I just actually just earlier this year got finally got a hundred percent on um, Fallen Order, and there was like one last trophy that I was having a hard time getting, and I finally got it. So um yeah looking forward to seeing what kind of new challenges and stuff uh you know they come up with in in jedi survivor but um i'm sure i'm gonna play it several times over i've already i think i've played fallen order like five times now um nice so yeah i can't wait to do it all over again with a new one i probably should do that i've only played it through the story just once and obviously that was three years ago now so oh yeah if i, so you need if I could squeeze it in maybe i should probably do a, a replay of the first one just maybe yeah, need a refresher yeah just put it on easy mode just plow through it real quick and experience the story again yeah um all right well yeah so we have that coming uh march 17th 
Um, and then, um, see, this is fun. We're kicking it back to the old days of the saga continues where we've got leaked set photos to talk right. about um, <laughs> from another upcoming Star Wars series, which is the Acolyte. And this isn't even, I don't think the Acolyte's even going to be out next year. Um, so now we're looking ahead to probably like 2024 content. Um, but this is, you know, one that I'm really excited for. I mean, on our last episode, we talked about the, uh, like the casting announcements for it and stuff. And then shortly after that casting announcement, the announcement that it was, um, starting production, uh, we got some leaked set photos from the daily mail, um, showing a lot of the, uh, newly announced actors in costume on set. Uh, we got, um, Lee Jung Jae in costume as a Jedi. A lot of these guys in costume as Jedi, actually, uh, We've got uh, Dean Charles Chapman also uh, in costume as a Jedi Padawan. Uh, Daphne Keene, who looks like not quite a Jedi, but like this cool like warrior looking character. Um, and then Force Be Praised, we've got a live action <laughs> Wookiee Jedi, albeit one with a weird kind of top knot that I'm not sure how I feel about. But it's a Wookiee Jedi in live action nonetheless. And because this is the High Republic era, I think there's a good chance this could be Buriaga from the books and the comics and stuff. And I think that would be really cool to see. Um, but regardless, yeah, I'm, I'm a simple man. I see Wookiee. I'm happy. I see Wookiee <laughs> with a lightsaber. I'm even happier. Um, so that instantly gave me, you know, just one more reason to be excited to be excited about this show. But um, yeah, it was cool, man. I mean, it's funny because, um, I feel like we've talked about this a little bit before, but just with, um, you know, Leslie Headland, who's the creator of uh, The Acolyte and, you know, the showrunner on it, she kind of has almost a similar pedigree of um, Tony Gilroy, where, you know, she comes from doing kind of more like serious, like critically acclaimed drama type shows. Um, and, uh, you know, like... There's been all this debate with, you know, Andor versus the Mandalorian and what kind of Star Wars is the kind of Star Wars that people want to see going forward. And I'm just thinking, I mean, to be fair, I haven't watched any of Leslie Headland's shows, but if this show has like similar type production values um, and, and direction and performances and writing as Andor, but with Jedi and, you know not only Jedi, Wookiee Jedi. I mean, that's one of the things we talked about with Andor is there weren't a lot of prominent alien characters. Um, but in these set photos, I mean, we've got the Wookiee Jedi, we've got a Zabrak Jedi, we've got uh, even the character that Daphne Keene is playing. Um, it's kind of hard to tell if she's playing a human with just a weird hairstyle or if she's supposed to be some kind of alien character. Um, but it's just, you know, it's, it's this diverse colorful cast of characters with aliens and stuff lots of jedi and uh, you know just again i'm really interested to see like what kind of directing style she brings to this and what the tone of the show is going to be but really just going back to um you know i mean obviously i know we're in the the high republic era but just sort of that prequel vibe of like having jedi all over the place and a mm, lot of, yeah you know, show that's really focused on the jedi order is just going to be so cool and so much fun to get back into um you know i've i've just missed having this many jedi around and it's going to be really cool to see that again yeah i mean it was just great to get leaked set photos again <laughs> sure not everyone feels this way but i think getting leaked set photos are 
aren't really spoilers, but just giving you a look of what this project is going to look like to me is part of the fun and the buildup to a new Star Wars project. And we haven't gotten that in a while. Um, but when we do get it, all, it's always fun. It just gets you more hype for what's to come in a Star Wars project that until you saw these looks, you had no idea what um, it was going to look like and what some of the characters were going to be. So the fact that these have leaked out and as you said, lots and lots of Jedi characters are going to be in this. It was just really cool to see. But another thing too, um, kind of how we were talking about on our last episode, um, how I was a little bit bummed in that description, how it said it was going to kind of be focused on like a master and apprentice and where before I was hoping to be more of a dark side or a Sith led main character in the story. And there was an interview with Daphne Keene where she actually said it is a Sith led story, which has never been done before. So when I saw that quote, that kind of got my excitement back to where it was when the Alkalite was first announced and we were hearing how it was going to be about dark side characters or Sith characters who were going to be the focus of the story. So it was cool to read that again. And then you put that in with all these photos that we got. It's just really cool. And just got me more excited for this series. I think it's going to be really, really cool to, um, as you said, get to see Jedi again, but in this era pre-Phantom Menace during the High Republic is just going to be great. And yeah, just seeing that image of the Wookiee Jedi, I mean, how can you not have a smile on your face when you see that? Even in these set photos, just imagine how cool it's going to be when we see an actual shot or image or footage of this Wookiee Jedi. And I agree. I really think it's going to be Briega from the High Republic because why not? I mean, obviously Wookiees live for a long time. This is not the end of the High Republic. He could still be a Jedi and fully grown here because he was or he is a Padawan in uh, the first phase of the High Republic stories. And plus two, there don't think there should be too many Wookiee Jedis as uh, Hu Yang said in the Clone Wars when he was giving Gungji his lightsabers, kind of said how it's rare for your kind to mm-hmm. be amongst the Jedi or something to that effect where it is rare to see a Wookiee Jedi. So um, to have two during the High Republic maybe kind of might have lessened that a little bit. So I'm hoping that it definitely is Boryaga and it kind of lines up and has that consistency of Wookiee Jedis kind of being a rare thing in the Order. But yeah, just everything about these looks really, really cool. I just cannot wait till we actually... Um, see official images and footage and trailers and all that stuff for it because yeah you just said it kyle too where it's just really cool to see a lot of jedi again in the star wars story coming up because it has been a while since uh, we've gotten that in live action and it looks like the alkalite is gonna be full of them so um yeah seeing these definitely got me even more hype for what's to come in the alkalite i cannot wait to be um see and learn more about it yeah definitely and also in that same interview um, just to expand on that a little bit, you know, with Daphne Keene, she said it's set a hundred years before the prequel movies, and it's kind of an explanation of how the Sith infiltrated the Jedi. Um, so again, you know, it makes sense yes. that you, you know, you're, you're kind of focused on <laughs> kind of focused on Sith characters, but you're seeing a lot of the Jedi as well, and just starting to see the Sith put this plan in motion that we see culminate in uh the prequel films, and obviously. You know, I know they're going to be introducing a lot of new characters and, you know, I, I want them to be able to establish these characters and have them stand on their own and, and have their own interesting story arcs and stuff. But gosh, if it's only 100 years before the prequels, like my selfish hope, especially is like I'm, I I hope this is maybe a multi-season series, kind of like Andor and not just like a one off like, mm. uh, you know, Obi-Wan or Book of Boba Fett. But if this is something that goes for multiple seasons and we maybe span that time gap a little bit and then we like the final season, um, 
or even like the final episode of the season of the series, like it builds to uh, Plagueis and Palpatine um, yep. <laughs> and ends with, you know, the tragedy of Darth Plagueis, the wise and with Palpatine killing him. I mean, that could even be, I guess like that wouldn't really, that's a little too big to just have as a post credit scene, but to maybe even have a finale where that's kind of like the epilogue. Um and you know, it's like once the the stories of like whatever characters are in the accolade kind of plays out, then you jump forward a few years to see uh all these plans kind of like the ultimate coming to fruition, um, kind of thing. Which all, obviously the way that they ultimately come to fruition is in the movies and in Revenge of the Sith, but to you know see a big step in that, um with Palpatine killing Plagueis would be really cool. But even if we never get that far, just to see Plagueis on screen at some point by the end of it and yep. maybe even have him around long enough that like maybe the final scene or you know the, the epilogue or the post credit scene is just him taking Palpatine as his apprentice um depending on you know how long like how many years the the show spans and you know where we're at by the end of it but um yeah that's just that's my uh you know my fanboy brain dreaming big um about you know the the big cool stuff we can see but like i said just you know having new jedi and sith characters in this time period i'm equally as excited for and i hope that these new characters you know get to shine and that um you know they just really get to do some um you know some new and interesting and creative stuff with this i'm really excited to see it i mean everything that we see and hear from this series kind of inches it further and further up my list of uh star wars shows that i'm most excited for you know coming in the future yeah, without question. And reading that those quotes from Daphne Keene about the Sith and 100 years before the prequels, it just really made me think, and we speculated about this even when the show was first announced, how we might see Plagueis. But now I'm thinking it's a really, really strong possibility because that's kind of a short gap when you think about it um, between that and the events of The Phantom Menace. So Plagueis was around in some form during that time and just it's just a matter of question like how long was he a sith how long do moons live <laughs> um if that's going to play a role in it at all because you could easily have it where he's going to be a factor whether they're going to build up to the reveal of plagueis or he'll be a main character and a main factor in the story and as you said I, which i think would be really cool if the, the series does lead up to the point where plagueis does take palpatine has as his apprentice and as they say, the rest is history <laughs> when it comes to the events that are to follow. So maybe we won't see the tragedy of Darth Plagueis, but if we actually, if he is a central character in the story and it culminates with him taking Palpatine as his apprentice, I think that would be a really cool and satisfying way to end the series for if that's the direction they want to go and if it will be spanning multiple years. So um, again, still a lot of stuff we don't know about the show, but just from these images and if it is going to be focusing on the Sith and how they're going to infiltrate the Jedi Order. I strongly believe that uh, Darth Plagueis has to be involved in some way at, or at some point during the course of the series. And that's just really exciting. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's kind of the big thing, just at least seeing him in live action and uh, getting some, you know, sort of laying some some official canon foundation for what that Plagueis story is um, would be really cool. And heck, maybe it's even something that they could spin off into another series. Um, like if they wanted to have the Acolyte run for a certain amount of seasons and just be about the main characters that they're establishing in this show, but then use that to springboard into either like a series or a movie that's just about Palpatine and Plagueis. Um, 
would also be really cool. So there's a lot of cool possibilities they can do with this. Um, you know, and again, everything from just being excited to see Jedi characters again to, uh, you know, all this potential stuff with Plagueis and the Sith and everything. It's, uh, this is definitely going to be a, a good one to watch out for. Um, and I hope we, I mean, it's because like I said, on, on the one hand, I hope we get it sooner than later. I see all this stuff and I'm like, man, I hope this series, you know, comes out soon. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, you know, we got, again, plenty of stuff to hold us over in the meantime. Uh, you know, we're getting Mando and Bad Batch early next year. And then I'm sure Ahsoka will be out in the summer. And then Skeleton Crew is probably going to be out before the Acolyte. Because um, that was already filming back at, I think, D23 was the last time they talked about it. And, yeah. uh, you know, that show was already in production. So I would assume we're going to get Skeleton Crew probably in the fall next year. And then the Acolyte will probably be out like early uh 2024 um depending on how long the production takes because it also looks like from this they're using uh more physical sets and uh you know outdoor locations and stuff as opposed to shooting on the volume now they might use the volume for some of it um but again like that's what they did with andor and andor was in production for a while um and you know now like the first season is wrapped up they're i believe they're starting on season two in like the spring of next year um is when they start filming but then they said that it's probably Andor? Be, like, yeah i think they're actually started filming already oh no you're right you're right you know what i'm getting all my shows confused <laughs> um it's house of the dragon starts filming in the spring of next year rings of power is already filming season two but yes Andor is also already filming season two um because uh, they also just got nominated for um, some like Golden Globes and Critics' Choice Awards and stuff. And um, I think Diego Luna yeah. got nominated for the Golden Globe for Best Actor in a Drama Series. And he said like he got the news after a long kind of grueling day of filming and or season two. And it, it really kind of lifted his spirits. So that was really cool to see. Um, and, you know, nice to see Andor getting a lot of recognition from all these awards and stuff. Not that that, you know really makes a difference as to uh you know us appreciating appreciating it as fans but it's nice to see it get that recognition nonetheless i hope it gets some wins certainly well deserved um but uh yeah even though they're in production on season two right now i think it's still gonna be uh like two years before we get season two of andor just again because with it being a longer series of 12 episodes and then also just it being a more involved production with like you know going to actual locations and stuff um probably takes more time to to complete that and so um i would assume that would probably be the same case for the acolyte um but man just getting and or season two and the acolyte in 2024 that's just you know more yeah. killer star wars to look forward <laughs> to that year as well so yep and um i'm sure more to be added to that 2024 slate too <laughs> oh yeah for sure i mean probably get another season of Mando or whatever, you know, I don't know if there's going to be another spinoff show coming in sort of the Mandoverse. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, as we always say, the future is bright indeed. Um, you know, getting excited for 2024 already. We got all this amazing <laughs> stuff coming out in 2023. It's just the train doesn't stop and that's okay. Cause I'm not getting off. So same here. Yeah. So um yeah i'm looking forward to it i think this one's going to be really cool and um 
yeah, it's it's just wild to think of, you know, all this uh, cool Star Wars stuff we're getting, you know, coming out in the next couple of years. And to think by the time that the accolade comes out and we're watching that and talking about it, like what's going to be on the horizon at that point and what other announcements and trailers and stuff are we going to have to talk about then. It's just cool to be living in this time period where the, the Star Wars stuff just never stops. Nope. And who knows, maybe by that time we'll actually have a movie to look forward to. <laughs> Not too maybe, maybe, you know, if we've got something announced by that point. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Um, but honestly, at this point, like, don't get me wrong. I'm definitely looking forward to having Star Wars in theaters again, especially this time of year when, you know, ever since the Disney era, like Christmas time has become new Star Wars movie time. And, uh, you know, especially like the past three years now that we haven't had a new movie since rise of Skywalker came out. Um, you know, I don't know about you, but I get kind of nostalgic, like, Oh man, I miss, you know, the, the star Wars trailers and the excitement of having a new star Wars movie to look forward to right now. Right. Um, I mean, technically right now, as we're recording this on Thursday, we should be in a theater seeing a new star Wars movie. <laughs> that's how it's. Always yeah. This oh, that's true. Yeah. It would be this weekend if there was one. Um, but it's weird because even the last couple of years, uh, like last year at this time, we were looking forward to Book of Boba Fett, which was coming out, you know, in December, um, year before that we were, you know, towards the end of the season of Mando season two. Um, and then the year before that was, you know, Mando season one and then, uh, Rise of Skywalker. So this is kind of the first year that we haven't had any Star Wars stuff, um, in, you know, coming out in December. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right even though we got Bad Batch right around the corner in January. But um, that's all right, because, you know, I guess we still got plenty of stuff on the horizon, plenty to look forward to next year. Um, but whenever they do get Star Wars movies back in theaters, like I'm obviously looking forward to having that again and, uh, and just seeing a new Star Wars movie on the big screen. Like there's nothing that matches that experience. And yet at the same time, in terms of just stories and content, I'm just loving all this stuff that they're putting out on Disney plus. And I don't feel like I'm missing a beat as far as just being entertained and satisfied by new star Wars stories. So I'm okay with waiting until, you know, they have a star Wars story that's worth telling on the big screen. I don't want them to, you know, rush stuff out just to make money with it. Um, yeah. I think they're, they're in a good groove with the Disney plus stuff right now. And at least for right now, I'm happy with that. Yeah, as long as we're getting new Star Wars stuff that we're enjoying and it just adds to the overall mythology and the saga, I mean, that's all I can ask for at this point, whether it's on the small screen or the big screen. While it is great, like you mentioned, to have that big event of seeing a Star Wars movie, there's there's that excitement that there's nothing else like it being in the theater moments before you're about to see new Star Wars movie before your eyes. But since we haven't had that, the stuff we've gotten on TV has more than satisfied that need for new Star Wars content. And both on uh, on a story aspect, it's uh, there's no you can't say that they're not on the same level as the movie. At least for me, some of the stuff are, are on the same level as story enjoyment and experiences that you just get seeing a Star Wars sitting in the theater seeing a Star Wars movie. I've gotten that plenty of times. Um, with the stuff we've gotten on Disney Plus. And even uh, before that, uh, with Clone Wars, we say it all the time, there's moments um, back then when we thought we weren't getting any new Star Wars movies, how there was moments where there was as good as anything that we've seen in the movies and how it would be great to have moments like this of Star Wars to experience in the theater. And we have gotten that since then. And the fact that we're now back to getting all that stuff on 
the TV front of things, I mean, we've been experiencing that for a while now for those of us who followed and watched the Clone Wars as that uh, was airing on uh, all those years ago now, which sounds strange to say as it's over a decade old. But um, yeah, so it's... Yeah, that's weird. It's going strong without having any movies announced or anything on the horizon right now. I mean, it's not something where... Um, it's it's taken away from my excitement and my joy of getting Star Wars, the content that we're getting right now, not one bit. So yeah, take as long as you need to give us a Star Wars movie that deserves to be seen on the big screen, which I know we're definitely going to get again at some point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and like you said, when that day comes, we'll be ready for it. Oh, and yes. <laughs> uh, you know, can't wait to have that experience again. But in the meantime, no shortage of, of great Star Wars stories to be had with the stuff on TV right now. So, um, yeah, can't wait to uh, to see all the new stuff that's in store for next year. Um, but th- I mean, that's pretty much it for the episode as far as news and stuff we've got to talk about and trailers and all that. But um, just a fun kind of wrap up to the year, um, you know, getting to talk about these new trailers and things and looking forward to all this cool new stuff that we've got coming out next year. So. Um, yeah, it's been fun. Obviously, this year's been a blast with, uh, you know, like we said, Book of Boba Fett and Obi-Wan and Andor and Tales of the Jedi. We got uh, a ton of great Star Wars stuff this year. Um, also, you know, Lego Star Wars uh, on the gaming front. Um, and, uh, you know, some great new books and stuff, too. Yeah, I was so, going to say. Yeah, this was... One of the best years we've had for Star Wars novels, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, this was... It's funny, because I feel like almost every year we feel like this now. We're at the beginning of the year with 2022. We were looking at it going, man, this is going to be such a huge year for Star Wars. We've got all these series coming out. And um, yeah, I mean, this was probably the year that we've had just like the biggest number of projects drop so far. Um, and now it's already looking like 2023 is going to match or surpass that. Um so uh yeah it's just you know great to keep this train rolling and um just kind of set the bar high and then keep raising it but um yeah this year was a lot of fun and obviously i've had a blast you know being on here with you guys talking about um all this new stuff that we've got obviously it was a big year for us celebrating our 10-year anniversary and you and i getting to hang out at galaxy's edge again and celebrate that um so uh yeah 2022 was a special year for sure but um yeah, I, I have a sneaking suspicion that 2023 might beat it. Um, <laughs> and I'm just looking forward to uh, just, you know, continuing to talk Star Wars with you guys and continuing to uh, enjoy all this great content that we're getting. Yep. I'll echo everything you just said there. 22 was amazing. Fantastic for not only just the content, but for on a personal level or the milestone we reached with our podcast, 200 episodes, 10 years, getting to celebrate it with you at galaxy's edge. I mean, 2022, I'm going to remember very fondly um, as just a fun year. Uh, one of the best years of star Wars I got to enjoy for all those things that we just mentioned. It was just such a blast. So um, kind of sad to see it's over, but as you mentioned, 2023 is a lot of stuff to look forward to um, on all those, on all those levels as well. So uh, bring it on. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, and all that to say, this might be our last episode of the year. I'm not sure yet. We need to kind of figure out if we're going to have time to record one more episode or not by the end of the year, maybe like the week between Christmas and New Year's. Um, talk to Paul, see what, he's, see what his schedule's looking like. But we may try to get back on and do one more episode that's 
either just kind of like a more in-depth recap of um you know all the big star wars moments of of the past year and just sort of a, a star wars year in review kind of episode um and then talking more about looking forward to what we've got coming up in 2023 or i also have a couple other ideas for you know some fun uh you know top five lists and stuff like that and i've got a big one that i want to do kind of for our, the 10 year anniversary again so um we might have might have one of those two episodes coming up if we're able to do another one by the end of the year um and then of course getting into january we'll, we'll start talking about bad batch um and uh, I don't know if I've mentioned this yet, but um, Mike and Joe and I are back doing Rebel Cells this year, um, also here on the Thundercrack Podcast Network. So we'll be uh, reviewing every episode of Bad Batch, and you can hear us over there talking that stuff. But obviously, I'll be here with Tim and Paul as well. Um, and we usually don't review every episode, but maybe every two or three we'll uh, you know record and, and kind of just keep up with the show and talk about you know our favorite moments and any big stuff that's going on. Um, as well as, you know, Star Wars news and new Mando trailers and all the other kind of stuff that we're going to have going on at the beginning of next year. So um, we'll definitely have uh, plenty of stuff to talk about and plenty of episodes to record starting off the new year. Um, so look forward to uh, you guys joining us for that. Um, but if we don't talk to you again before the end of this year, um, hope you guys all have a happy holidays and a happy new year. And, uh, you know, again, we've enjoyed having you with us on this journey for, you know, all this great Star Wars stuff for the past year and celebrating our 10 year anniversary with us and all that kind of stuff. So um, grateful, as always, to all of you guys for your support and uh, look forward to enjoying another great year of Star Wars with you all in 2023. Ditto. <laughs> um, and on that note, um, I know we didn't really put out a, uh, a poll question or anything like that for this episode because we just posted our last episode. Um, but, uh, you know, of course, you guys can always follow us online on Twitter at Star Wars TSC, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Star Wars The Saga Continues. Uh, check out our website at Star Wars TSC.com. You can send us emails at Star Wars TSC at gmail.com uh, to send us uh, you know, questions, comments, thoughts, whatever that you want to have us read on the show. We always love interacting with you guys and hearing from you. Um, and of course, be sure to check out thunderquack.com for uh, Rebel Cells and all the other awesome podcasts in the Thunderquack Podcast Network. Um, but uh, yeah, that's going to do it for now. Again, thank you guys for listening. Uh, you know, hope you've enjoyed this great year of Star Wars as much as we have uh, enjoyed, you know, talking about it with all of you. So thanks for listening. We will see you next time and may the force be with you. See you next time, everybody.